Section 8 of Optics. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information, or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Optics by Isaac Newton. Book 1, Part 1, Propositions 3 and 4. Proposition 3. Theorem 3. The sun's light consists of rays differing in reflexibility, and those rays are more reflexible than others which are more refrangible. This is manifest by the ninth and tenth experiments. For in the ninth experiment, by turning the prism about its axis, until the rays within it which in going out into the air were refracted by its base, became so oblique to that base, as to begin to be totally reflected thereby those rays became first of all totally reflected which before at equal incidences with the rest had suffered the greatest refraction and the same thing happens in the reflection made by the common base of the two prisms in the tenth experiment proposition four problem one to separate from one another the heterogeneous rays of compound light. The heterogeneous rays are in some measure separated from one another by the refraction of the prism in the third experiment, and in the fifth experiment, by taking away the penumbra from the rectilinear sides of the colored image, that separation in those very rectilinear sides or straight edges of the image becomes perfect but in all places between those rectilinear edges those innumerable circles there described which are severally illuminated by homogeneal rays by interfering with one another and being everywhere commixed do render the light sufficiently compound but if these circles whilst their centers keep their distances and positions could be made less in diameter their interfering one with another and by consequence the mixture of the heterogeneous rays would be proportionally diminished. In the twenty-third figure let capital AG, capital BH, capital CJ, capital DK, capital EL, capital FM be the circles which so many sorts of rays flowing from the same disk of the sun do in the third experiment illuminate, of all which and innumerable other intermediate ones lying in a continual series between the two rectilinear and parallel edges of the sun's oblong image capital pt that image is composed as was explained in the fifth experiment and let ag bh ci dk el fm be so many less circles lying in a like continual series between two parallel right lines af and gm with the same distances between their centers and illuminated by the same sorts of rays that is the circle ag with the same sort by which the corresponding circle capital ag was illuminated and the circle bh with the same sort by which the corresponding circle capital bh was illuminated and the rest of the circles ci dk el fm respectively with the same sorts of rays by which the several corresponding circles capital cj capital dk capital el capital fm were illuminated in the figure capital pt composed of the greater circles 
three of those circles capital a g capital b h capital c j are so expanded into one another that the three sorts of rays by which those circles are illuminated together with other innumerable sorts of intermediate rays are mixed at capital q r in the middle of the circle capital b h and the like mixture happens throughout almost the whole length of the figure capital p t but in the figure p t composed of the less circles the three less circles a g b h c i which answer to those three greater do not extend into one another nor are there anywhere mingled so much as any two of the three sorts of rays by which those circles are illuminated and which in the figure capital p t are all of them intermingled at capital b h now he that shall thus consider it will easily understand that the mixture is diminished in the same proportion with the diameters of the circles if the diameters of the circles whilst their centers remain the same be made three times less than before the mixture will be also three times less if ten times less the mixture will be ten times less and so of other proportions that is the mixture of the rays in the greater figure capital p t will be to their mixture in the less p t as the latitude of the greater figure is to the latitude of the less for the latitudes of these figures are equal to the diameters of their circles and hence it easily follows that the mixture of the rays in the refracted spectrum p t is to the mixture of the rays in the direct and immediate light of the sun as the breadth of that spectrum is to the difference between the length and the breadth of the same spectrum so then if we would diminish the mixture of the rays we are to diminish the diameters of the circles now these would be diminished if the sun's diameter to which they answer could be made less than it is or which comes to the same purpose if without doors at a great distance from the prism towards the sun some opaque body were placed with a round hole in the middle of it to intercept all the sun's light excepting so much as coming from the middle of his body could pass through that hole to the prism for so the circles capital a g capital b h and the rest would not any longer answer to the whole disk of the sun but only to that part of it which could be seen from the prism through that hole that it is to the apparent magnitude of that hole viewed from the prism but that these circles may answer more distinctly to that hole a lens is to be placed by the prism to cast the image of the hole that is every one of the circles capital a g capital b h and so on distinctly upon the paper at capital p t after such a manner as by a lens placed at a window the species of objects abroad are cast distinctly upon a paper within the room and the rectilinear sides of the oblong solar image in the fifth experiment became distinct without any penumbra if this be done it will not be necessary to place that hole very far off no not beyond the window and therefore instead of that hole i use the hole in the window shut as follows experiment eleven in the sun's light let into my darkened chamber through a small round hole in my window shut at about ten or twelve feet from the window i placed a lens 
by which the image of the whole might be distinctly cast upon a sheet of white paper placed at the distance of six eight ten or twelve feet from the lens for according to the difference of the lenses i used various distances which i think not worth the while to describe then immediately after the lens i placed a prism by which the trajected light might be refracted either upwards or sideways and thereby the round image which the lens alone did cast upon the paper might be drawn out into a long one with parallel sides as in the third experiment this oblong image i let fall upon another paper at about the same distance from the prism as before moving the paper either towards the prism or from it until i found the just distance where the rectilinear sides of the image became most distinct for in this case the circular images of the whole which compose that image after the same manner that the circles a g b h c i and so on do the figure p t in figure twenty three were terminated most distinctly without any penumbra and therefore extended into one another the least that they could and by consequence the mixture of the heterogeneous rays was now the least of all by this means i used to form an oblong image such as is p t in figure twenty three and twenty four of circular images of the whole such as are a g p h c i and so on and by using a greater or less hole in the window shut i made the circular images a g b h c i and so on of which it was formed to become greater or less at pleasure and thereby the mixture of the rays in the image p t to be as much or as little as i desired illustration in the twenty-fourth figure capital f represents the circular hole in the window shut capital m n the lens whereby the image or species of that hole is cast distinctly upon a paper at capital j capital a b c the prism whereby the rays are at their emerging out of the lens refracted from capital j towards another paper at p t and the round image at capital j is turned into an oblong image p t falling on that other paper this image p t consists of circles placed one after another in a rectilinear order as was sufficiently explained in the fifth experiment and these circles are equal to the circle capital j and consequently answer in magnitude to the whole capital f and therefore by diminishing that whole they may be at pleasure diminished whilst their centres remain in their places by this means i made the breadth of the image p t to be forty times and sometimes sixty or seventy times less than its length as for instance if the breadth of the whole capital f be one-tenth of an inch and capital m f the distance of the lens from the whole be twelve feet and if p capital b or p capital m the distance of the image p t from the prism or lens be ten feet and the refracting angle of the prism be sixty-two degrees the breadth of the image p t will be one twelfth of an inch and the length about six inches and therefore the length to the breadth as seventy-two to one and by consequence the light of this image seventy-one times less compound than the sun's direct light 
and light thus far simple and homogeneal, is sufficient for trying all the experiments in this book about simple light. For the composition of heterogeneal rays is in this light so little, that it is scarce to be discovered and perceived by sense, except perhaps in the indigo and violet. For these being dark colors do easily suffer a sensible allay by that little scattering light which uses to be refracted irregularly by the inequalities of the prism. Yet instead of the circular hole capital F, tis better to substitute an oblong hole shaped like a long parallelogram with its length parallel to the prism capital ABC. For if this hole be an inch or two long, and but a tenth or twentieth part of an inch broad, or narrower, the light of the image PT will be as simple as before, or simpler, and the image will become much broader, and therefore more fit to have experiments tried in its light than before. Instead of this parallelogram hole may be substituted a triangular one of equal sides, whose base, for instance, is about the tenth part of an inch, and its height an inch or more. For by this means, if the axis of the prism be parallel to the perpendicular of the triangle, the image PT, in figure 25, will now be formed of equicrural triangles AG, BH, CI, DK, EL, FM, and so on, and innumerable other intermediate ones answering to the triangular whole in shape and bigness and lying one after another in a continual series between two parallel lines AF and GM. These triangles are a little intermingled at their bases, but not at their vertices. And therefore the light on the brighter side AF of the image, where the bases of the triangles are, is a little compounded, but on the darker side GM is altogether uncompounded, and in all places between the sides the composition is proportional to the distances of the places from that obscurer side gm and having a spectrum pt of such a composition we may try experiments either in its stronger and less simple light near the side af or in its weaker and simpler light near the other side gm as it shall seem most convenient but in making experiments of this kind, the chamber ought to be made as dark as can be, lest any foreign light mingle itself with the light of the spectrum PT, and render it compound, especially if we would try experiments in the more simple light next to the site GM of the spectrum, which being fainter, will have a less proportion to the foreign light, and so by the mixture of that light be more troubled, and made more compound the lens also ought to be good such as may serve for optical uses and the prism ought to have a large angle suppose of sixty-five or seventy degrees and to be well wrought being made of glass free from bubbles and veins with its sides not a little convex or concave as usually happens but truly plain and its polish elaborate as in working optic glasses and not such as is usually wrought with putty, whereby the edges of the sand-holes being worn away, there are left all over the glass a numberless company of very little convex polite risings like waves. The edges also of the prism and lens, so far as they may make any irregular refraction, 
must be covered with a black paper glued on and all the light of the sun's beam let into the chamber which is useless and unprofitable to the experiment ought to be intercepted with black paper or other black obstacles for otherwise the useless light being reflected every way in the chamber will mix with the oblong spectrum and help to disturb it in trying these things so much diligence is not altogether necessary but it will promote the success of the experiments and by a very scrupulous examiner of things deserves to be applied it's difficult to get glass prisms fit for this purpose and therefore i used sometimes prismatic vessels made with pieces of broken looking-glasses and filled with rain-water and to increase the refraction i sometimes impregnated the water strongly with saccharum saturni end of section eight